when you recognize your own ability when you're focused, you're like, damn, I want to feel like this all the time exactly. so I can get shit done. Because when I'm not focused, uh, I'm sure you can relate to this as well. Like when you're losing, when you're not as focused, your mind goes to a thousand different places. Yes. And it's like, people don't realize and we can just jump right into it. I kind of mm -hmm. keep these natural anyway. Yeah. So um, some people may not realize that are wired differently that people that are wired um, a certain way, their default is super ADHD, mm -hmm. you know, going down different tangents of thought and um, really being sensitive to those tangents because a lot of people can coast through them and exactly. just entertain it to a, to, to a certain level and then come back and focus on what they're focusing on. Yeah. But to me, and I'm, I don't know how your chemistry works, but to me, if I, if I go down a tangent and I'm in somewhat of a vulnerable state to begin with, I get hypersensitive about the thing. And then I get locked into yes. that and not the task at hand. And, um, you know, I think I've briefly spoken about this before in terms of um, kind of realigning where your dopamine comes from. Because mm -hmm. in my opinion, I think um, if you can do that, if you realign it and, and get it from primary or positive sources, mm -hmm. you're less susceptible to going down those tangents. Exactly. Um, actually, have you ever done a dopamine detox before? I haven't. I've done one. How was it's that? It's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> it was horrible. What, no social media? Like, literally, you are bored mm -hmm. the whole day. You don't do anything. Like, anything that can cause dopamine to happen, you don't do. So, you're not allowed to consume watch entertainment, porn. watch porn, any of that shit, right? Nothing. So, basically, it was just me in a window. <laughs> and actually being alone in your thoughts was the big thing that I learned about it. Kind of like a meditation in a way. Right. But being alone in your thoughts and doing it for... I did it for about... I tried to do it for 24 hours. That didn't happen. <laughs> I got it to at least 12. And I just was like, let's see how far I can go. Yeah. And I realized a whole different ball game after that. Bro, it's crazy because um, when you realize in primitive times, that was the default. Mm -hmm. Like they didn't have the external stimuli that we have now, obviously. And to them, a sense of achievement was achieved after maybe killing an animal and bringing food back for their mm -hmm. tribe or for the people back home or back in their you know, home base or whatever. And we've strayed so far away from that in terms of just picking our phone up and hitting our brain with ungodly amounts of dopamine that... Mm -hmm. You know, if you look at it from an evolutionary perspective, we're not even evolved to handle that at the moment. Mm -hmm. Our brains are literally not capable of handling the amount of dopamine that's coming our way. And I'm, this is something I don't think I've ever heard anyone say, but I'm curious to see how that evolution occurs in the future. Where there's such a void that without any of these external stimuli, the people's default is so much... Uh, you know, below our baseline, because we could still survive. You could, you still survived, right? Exactly. The twelve hours, you didn't go crazy. Yes, I didn't go insane, nothing like if you that. put a little twelve-year-old that's obsessed with TikTok and Switch streams through the same thing, they're gonna be in a psych ward by the end of it. Yeah, because they're gonna be breaking shit, going absolutely crazy, and mm -hmm. it's just fascinating to me to think about as human beings, we're not really wired for microevolutionary adaptations like that mm -hmm. we're forced in these situations exactly oh you hit so many points that I'm like that makes so much sense because of the distinct gratification that we all deal with mm -hmm. and then let's 
say you're born before technology blew up. Yeah. And you had the whole you had to go outside and play situation. Yeah. It's totally different nowadays when you're with your parents and your parents are like, hey, here's an iPad. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> right. You're like, well, I can access anything I want. Exactly. But it's crazy because, um, I mean, not uh, obviously it's a little wild, but it's still interesting to kind of think about from, from an objective point of view, like you mentioned, being born in a time where these things weren't as prevalent. At least for me, I was born in 97, and, you know, I, I grew up, the first time I, I discovered Google or had access to it, I think I, I might have been like four and five, I'm not really sure exactly, but um, I remember how I felt, though. I, I, I could now look up anything I wanted, yeah. and, and it was the, the gap of... Uh, you know, any question I had that I couldn't ask other people, I could just look up. But the kids nowadays have strayed so far away from that because not only have they been doing that throughout their sort of early developmental stages, but they can look up any of their curiosities. There's no barrier in whatever it is that their mind comes comes to um, and they can explore that. And I think... Um, I think Salvador and I last time briefly touched on the effects of uh, TikTok on, on, on little kids or younger kids and kind of falls into the same category. It does because, one, it also shortens your attention span. Mm -hmm. 15 seconds, yeah. clips, can just, in doing it consistently, you're building a bad behavior. Yeah, it's a pattern. Time. Exactly, exactly. And then... My, where my mind went to with all that is how do you how do you get kids nowadays to not focus on that so much and get them to a place where what if let's say hypothetically EMP hits <laughs> what are those kids going to do I, don't, I have no idea man I think <laughs> I think the first uh, reaction or response, if there's no internet, will be to document it so that they can post it when there is internet. <laughs> um, but besides that, no, that's a very good question or thought process. Like, if you just nuke everything, people are going to be forced to live in reality. Exactly. But then that is reality, though, at the mm -hmm. moment. So it's kind of like... And then it's like, where do you find that, like that switch of, what am I trying to say here? That switch of, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> like, what do, you, what do you mean, the normal compared to the virtual? Because, like, for instance, I didn't start Google, you know, Google until I was like 12 or 13. And I'm 27 now. So I've always grew, grown up to go ask someone for a question or something like that. Right. I don't always go straight to Google unless I gotcha. absolutely need to. Mm -hmm. It's, I like having that human connection with someone. And I guess I'm more focused on what I was trying to say before is how do we get that human connection back with our youth? Even though I feel like they do get that human connection right. in small spurts, yeah. but it's not deep. That's interesting too, because um, it definitely isn't real. Um, 
I, I mean, I personally experienced this at 13 when, um, context sake for you, mm-hmm. a lot of the listeners already know about this, but mm-hmm. I moved here when I was 12 and I didn't really have friends. I had to start my whole social life, all that other shit mm-hmm. all the way over. And um, at 13, I had a YouTube channel. I, I was virtually connected with a lot of people. So I felt like I had friends, right? The human experience sort of being connected to something and looking forward to those interactions. But um, I didn't realize how fake or how surface level those things were. And to me, they were real. And similarly, these kids that have grown up in this, to them, those interactions are real. And exactly. maybe if it's the same on both ends of the equation, because for us, we've experienced both sides. So we are aware of the real interactions that we've had with people, the real connections. And to them, if that's all they've experienced, or that's primarily what they've experienced, maybe the authenticity kind of bleeds into that mm-hmm. to a certain level where to them, that's the most authentic way to connect is to Snapchat someone all day mm-hmm. or you know, to FaceTime someone yeah. while you're in bed or something like that. So you definitely see it. I mean, it, it, it's definitely possible, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, from a human human standpoint, like there's nothing better than actually connecting with someone face to face in person or even even through Zoom. Um, mm-hmm. You know, someone gets the job done. But yeah, I think it's also just the energy of having someone in front of you because you can't yeah. get. I feel like you can't always get the energy you need through video rather than have a person right. in front of you. And I'm curious to see because um, as technology is still growing and still growing, when VR comes into an effect, how that's going to play a giant role in all this. I think VR is going to fuck the game up. I know it is for a fact. VR is going to fuck the game up so hard. People that that are, you know, older than us, mm-hmm. they don't realize what's going to happen. They think giving their kids a phone or an iPad now is a problem. When VR is like normal, mm-hmm. when their friends exist in the VR world, like it's the same as playing Xbox. Mm-hmm. Your friends exist in, in Modern Warfare. Exactly. Or Fortnite, right? Exactly. They exist in Fortnite as the characters in Fortnite. Mm-hmm. That's their way of expressing that's their social social gathering of the evening mm-hmm. in most cases for for younger kids and vr is going to be a whole different level like i don't know if you've watched ready player one yes one of all time it, <laughs> the first thing that popped into my mm-hmm. head absolutely love that movie one of my all-time favorite movies same here man it's a great movie and uh you know that kind of uh, that, that kind of highlights what thi- what things could it's, look like exactly but I think that's still like kind of far away. Yeah, I think it. I think we won't reach that until maybe twenty or thirty years from now. If we're lucky, because um, people people are gonna have to put systems in place to capitalize off of that attention before they allow yeah. us to get to that point. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna let us freely dive in the VR world mm-hmm. without having ads and without having an infrastructure of, you know, if you don't have the pro version of Oculus. Yeah. You get an ad every two minutes. That's your field of vision that you can't close. Oh yeah. And it's like you're talking to your friends. Like, sorry, there's an ad playing. You're literally viewing a product in the way that they, you know, put it in front of you. And that shit's gonna fuck the game up. Yeah. I hope you can at least take the take the thing off. Exactly right. <laughs> but actually, let's talk about the VR stuff. Do you have you heard of the Sandbox VR? I have. That's in Austin. I have. not So this is this place that you can go. They actually put put um, all this VR gear on you 
and you fully submerge into VR oh, wow. world. And is it like a warehouse kind of room kind of thing? Yes. Okay. And then it's a giant room room that you're in. That's crazy, man. Have you done it? No, I went to. I went that to sounds, so bad. That and sounds so much fun. Yeah, and you're only allowed to be in there for 30 to 45 minutes at a time. That makes sense. So you can't be like, I need a beach. <laughs> they don't fry your brain exactly, before it's ready. Exactly, exactly. But that sounds so crazy, man. Um, the world around VR is definitely going to be interesting, and we can even tie it into... Um, take it away from the video game aspect mm -hmm. and just kind of explore this thought uh, in terms of people that have or that have bouts with mental health problems and, and depression and stuff like that it'll be interesting to see the person or the people or the team that works on creating those experiences mm -hmm. of um, of maybe you know creating scenarios that are designed to maximize ha maximize happiness mm -hmm. or to actually alter your dopamine levels because you put them on and you go through a sequence of events based on, you know, whatever subconscious issues that are or tangents of thoughts that are contributing to your uh, to your depression or anxiety, they take you through a sequence and then you get out of it in a better way. And it's like kind of like a meditation yeah. app or something. That'd be that'd be fucking dope. That'd be really cool as well. But also another thing I think that would help with the mental health realm of that is something that I've realized or seeing through myself, because I do play video games myself, and I do struggle with, I have complex post-traumatic stress disorder, so a form of PTSD, that comes with so much other weight right. <laughs> that I don't want to deal with, 100%. but I noticed that gaming gives you that release to be a different person, mm -hmm. and especially when like we tied into VR, you're going to become a different person, you don't have to be you. And imagine that freedom that you don't have to be yourself anymore. Right. And you can be anybody. Like, that's going to be kind of crazy. Bro, that'd be the highest form of escapism. Exactly. That would be the highest level because going on your phone is a version of that. You can go and go go, go on Instagram or, or Twitter or TikTok mm -hmm. and escape those burdens because you're hitting yourself with dopamine, right? Mm -hmm. But when you can do that in a way that it doesn't, like... It almost feels real. You're exactly. like, I'm not even that person. I abandoned that person. Mm -hmm. and um, But I also see the flip side of it where people are going to want to spend more time there. So that's why, mm -hmm. in my opinion, having somewhat of a exercise within the VR world yeah. that allows you to come out of it and be better in reality, mm -hmm. whoever makes that is going to make so much fucking money. <laughs> so much money. So much money. It's going to be crazy, man.